friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Hello and welcome to another edition of Contenders Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Inman, and I want to welcome you back today. We had a little time off this past week. You may have noticed if you're a regular listener, may have been a repeat episode of something from uh, days gone by. Uh, The issue was our studio had to be evacuated along with the rest of our church. That's where my studio is located, but uh, uh, we had a problem with one of the AC units And you have to have AC here in Southeast Texas. But anyway, we had to evacuate. We have a school that meets there, a homeschool academy, and uh, we had to evacuate kids and all those things. So I had to assist with all of that. And after we finally figured out what was going on, it wasn't a fire. It was just a default uh, defect in the AC unit, and it created a a jam with a belt, and there was just a lot of smoke that was being fed. Um, Needless to say, I was unable to get back and do any recording that day, and uh, the rest of the week I had things planned out already. My time was already committed to, so anyway, that's that's enough of that, but we are traveling today. I am uh, out of town. I am at another town in Texas where I am getting ready to see a doctor. I've been uh, seeing this doctor for uh, oh, since June of 2018, uh, this has been uh, going on for a while now, looking for um, a cure, uh, at least just uh, a way to alleviate the symptoms of the Lyme disease and the other co-infections that I've been battling with. But uh, uh, that's maybe for another day. Today we want to talk about the glory of God. And uh, folks, I just want to tell you, I know we've already talked about this for a couple of episodes, but um, I just want want you to know that this is something we could talk about uh, for uh, an infinite amount of time. God is so worthy of our praise. He's entitled of our praise. In fact, in Psalm 96, verses 4 through 9, the Word of God says this, For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. And that God's has a little g, and here's why. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. Folks, there's no other God. There's one true God, and he's worthy of our praise. And so the scripture goes on to say in verse 5, But the Lord made the heavens. All the gods of the people, it says, are idols. But the Lord, God, he made the heavens. It continues, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord the glory and strength ascribe to the lord the glory of his name bring an offering and come into his courts worship the lord in holy attire tremble before him all the earth why because he is worthy of our praise that psalm actually starts out verse one sing to the lord a new song sing to the lord all the earth sing to the lord and bless his name proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day tell of his glory among the nations and then it picks up for great is the lord and greatly to be praised i guess a normal person would have just started reading that from verse one to begin with but folks listen god is worthy of our praise he's absolutely entitled to all the praise that we 
can give him. And I would just want to uh, encourage you, if you haven't caught those uh, prior episodes where we've talked about the glory of God, our purpose, God's glory, there were two episodes, and I would just encourage you to go back and take a listen. Today we're going to pick up there talking about um, God's glory. We're going to look at a warning concerning his glory, and then uh, we should be able to look today at least to begin looking at how you and I can live in such a way that we can bring glory to God. And so just know today that believers are to glorify God. We are to glorify him, to ascribe to him glory, to ascribe to him strength, the glory of his name, to, to ascribe to him the glory that he is due. And, and, and folks, just know this, that one day, according to Isaiah chapter 66, verse 18 and 19, where the word of God says this, For I know their works and their thoughts, the time is coming uh, to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them and will send survivors from them to the nations, Tarshish, Put, Lud, Meshach, Tubal, um, Yavin, to the distant coastlands that have neither heard my fame nor seen my glory, and they will declare my glory among the nations. That's Isaiah chapter 66, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And folks, I know you're probably thinking right now, that time is not yet. There are people who defame the Lord. There are people who who ascribe to him falsehood, false traits. Uh, they rob him of his rightful glory. We've created idols and false gods, and everyone is into everything except the Lord God. But folks, there is a day coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we will do so to the glory of God the Father. So I want um, you to be encouraged to live a life today that brings glory to the Lord. He is absolutely worthy of our praise. Now, just a quick warning about his glory. A quick warning we see in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8 where the Lord God says this. He says, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. Folks, God does not share his glory. So when you and I take credit for God's doings, we rob him of his glory. When you and I get more emotional over sporting events, athletic events, over concerts and those sorts of things, when we're more emotional and excited about those things than we are for the Lord, we are robbing him of his rightful glory. When we clap and carry on and uh, get all excited over athletes and, and, and um, movie stars and, and, and um, those sorts of folks, entertainers, folks, we're, we're ascribing to those people the glory that's rightly due to the Lord God and to him only. And so you and I need to make sure that we're careful that we are not robbing God of his glory because he promises that he will not share his glory. He will not give his glory to another nor his praise to a graven image, to an idol. And folks, I know that that in the good old United States of America, as in most places around the country, I know we have listeners in in 140 something some odd countries. And so just thank you so much for listening. Uh, shout out to uh, our our fellow brothers and sisters in India 
And uh, just want to um, thank you for listening and for being faithful listeners to Contenders Radio. And it, it's it's the same with, with you. From those of you I've spoken with, most folks are not bowing to idols in in uh, most of these places anymore. But we do symbolically when we when we give so much affection and attention and time and and invest so much of our resources into athletes and movie stars and entertainers or, or, or whatever it might be. If it's not the Lord God, we are ascribing to that other person or that other thing the glory that's due rightly only to the Lord God. When we sing louder to the the the, the sugary, lovey-dovey, bubblegum-type music on the radio, when we sing louder to those things than we do to the hymns and the spiritual songs at church, we're robbing God of his glory. There are an infinite number of ways in which we do this, but I think the point's made. God's not going to share his glory with another, so we need to be very careful how we, how we invest our time, our resources, and our affections to other people, other things, when it's due unto the Lord. Isaiah 48 verse 11 says this, that God declares this, for my own sake, for my own sake I will act, for how can my name be profaned and my glory I will not give to another. So he repeats that warning again. God is not going to share his glory. He is absolutely worthy of all of our praise and he is worthy of all of the glory that is due him glorifying god folks listen for a christian today a believer for those of us who have been redeemed by god for those of us who who are inhabited by god's holy spirit and just as a reminder if you're a christian you have god's holy spirit that you're not waiting for some second blessing you're not waiting for any uh, so-called sign that you've received the spirit now uh if you're a christian you already have the spirit he who does not have the Spirit of Christ is not of him. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 is that assurance that if the Lord God has saved you, he has indwelt his Spirit. He's indwelt you with his Spirit, and he's sealed you with his Holy Spirit. So rest assured, Christian, if you are a Christian, you have God's Holy Spirit. And folks, listen, there is no way that a true Christian who is indwelt with the Holy Spirit of God cannot naturally now, and I guess we would say it's supernaturally. It's our new spiritual nature. We will want to do right before God. We want to want God. We want to glorify God. And that doesn't mean that we're perfect yet, but we're striving to be, and we're striving to do right and to honor God. That doesn't mean we won't mess up, we won't fall short from time to time, but we will be brought to repentance. And when we're brought to repentance, our hearts will be returned unto the Lord, will be renewed in our spirit, and we will again be on track glorifying God. It's our natural response as believers. In Psalm 118, verse 28, Psalm 118, verse 28, the psalmist says this, You are my God, and I give thanks to you. You are my God. I extol you. 
That is a, just an exuberant, it's a great word for just an exuberant type of worship. I'm extolling, I'm lifting up you, O God. Psalm 34 verse 3 says, O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Folks, the chief end of man, our reason for being here is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. That's what the psalm is talking about. In fact, psalm after psalm speak of this very thing. That should be our natural response, glorifying God. Psalm 86, verse 12, I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all of my heart, and will glorify your name forever. I will glorify your name forever. That is, again, to be the natural condition, the natural response to the Lord God. And, and, and the reason is very simple, because he's worthy of our praise. We can, we can even get more specific, and we can think of some reasons that he's worthy. And one is because of his holiness. God is worthy to be praised. He's worthy of our worship, of our um, extolling, of our magnifying his name. He's worthy of our exalting of his name. He's worthy of all of that glory because of his holiness. Psalm 99 verse 9 says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill, for holy is the Lord our God. So we exalt his name. We worship him. Why? For he is holy. He is our holy Lord. And so obviously he's, his holiness is a tremendous reason for our worshiping him. And if that was the only reason, it would be enough. Revelation fifteen four. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all the nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Folks, there is a day coming. Once again, I repeat, there's a day coming when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why? Because he's worthy of our praise and everyone will recognize that one day. In fact, another scripture tells us that those in heaven are, are, are above the earth and on the earth and those under the earth, everyone is going to going to praise this name they will exalt this name now for some those under the earth that's a i guess a, a euphemism for uh for for hell those who have been separated from god but folks everyone will confess everyone will glorify god will glorify god by choice here now living a life worthy will glorify god for an eternity and will enjoy that but even those who in their trespasses in their sins who are separated from god for an eternity in hell even in their separation they are bringing glory to god for his justness for his for his rightful vengeance his rightful wrath against sin because why? The Father has poured out such a great love upon us. Though we were yet sinners, though we were lost and separated from God, though we were dead in our trespasses and sins, Christ died for us. The Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that he gave Jesus. And for those who reject Jesus, glory is rightfully ascribed to God and the execution of the judgment that they have desired. And you think that's a weird way of saying that. That doesn't sound right. Who, who desires judgment? Those who willfully reject Christ are doing so because they want something else more than they want to submit to God. And folks, 
well, that's sinful. We do so because we have uh, notions of false gods or, or maybe it's our pride. Or I, there's so many different reasons, and we don't have time for that today. But, folks, listen, the holiness of God demands our justice, and he is worthy of our praise, demands our justice. It demands our, our allegiance and our, our worship, our, our worship, giving worth to God. Another reason that God is worthy of our praise and our worship is because of his great deeds, his great deeds. He has done great things. He has done great things. Isaiah 25 verse 1 says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name for you have worked wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. God has accomplished everything that he has set out to do, or he will accomplish those things that he's set out to do. He absolutely will. He will do so, and he's worthy to be praised for those things. His great deeds, Psalm 86, verses 8, 9, and 10 say, Psalm 86, 8, 9, and 10, There is no one like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and they shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous deeds. You alone are God. The works of God show, they demonstrate, they prove that the Lord God is the one true God. And those deeds bring a, a reason for us to give worth to him, a reason for us to praise him. Well, just a moment, we'll be back and we'll look at a few other reasons of why we should praise the Lord God. And then we'll see how we can live a life that does bring glory to God. So we'll be back right after this commercial break. Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website. On the site, you will find some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site, on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain, and as always, it's free, and free is a very good price. You are now listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Welcome back. We're talking about the glory of God and the reasons that he is worthy of our praise, the reasons for glorifying God. His holiness is reason one. His great works, those great deeds that he has done, even those great deeds he will do, that is another reason for us to praise him. And another, a third reason is because of his loving mercy, his loving mercy. Psalm 63 verse 3 says, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. He's worthy of our praise because of his tender mercy, his loving kindness, that loving mercy. Psalm 115, verse 1, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because your loving kindness, because of your truth. He's worthy of our praise. 
Romans 15, verses 8 and 9 say, For I say that Christ has become a servant to the circumcision on behalf of the truth of God to confirm the promises given to the fathers and for the Gentiles to glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore I will give praise to you among the Gentiles, and I will sing of your name, or sing to your name. That's Romans chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. He's worthy for his holiness, his great deeds, his loving mercy. And fourthly, he's worthy of our, of our giving him glory because of his righteous judgments. We kind of alluded to that earlier, but folks, listen. His righteous judgments, Revelation 14, verse 7. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth. And see in the springs of water. Ezekiel 28 verse 22 and 23 talks about the same thing. That we are to glorify God. Why? Because he will execute judgments. And he will do so righteously. His judgments are perfect. Everything he does is perfect. But his judgments are also will be perfect. Romans 11 verses 33 through 36 say, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom of the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. And that is a great doxology there found in Romans chapter 11. But it's so true. Who has has done any of those things? Who has known the mind of Christ? Who has set themselves above Christ to instruct him or to to counsel him to in, 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 uh, instill wisdom in him? The answer is no one. He alone is God. He is he is God, and to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we see that God alone is worthy of our worship. We see the warnings concerning the glory of God, that he will not share his glory with another. And so now, with the time we have remaining, let's look at just a couple of reasons, or, or rather a couple of ways, how you and I can glorify God. How can we live in such a way that we will glorify God? Let me uh, give you three reasons today, just three reasons today, and maybe in a future broadcast we'll come back and look at more of this, but first let's see this reason. Number one, confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Do you want to bring glory to the Lord now? You will only do so rightly when you first confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11. Philippians 2 9 through 11 says, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Folks, listen, one day every knee will bow. We see that. We talked about it earlier, and we'll, we'll mention it again here. Philippians 2, 9, 10, and 11. Those in heaven, on earth, under the earth. Those who have been separated from God in hell. Everyone will bring glory to God, but you and I have the opportunity now to surrender the lordship of our life, to surrender the, the leadership of our life to God. And every day, really, this is a battle for us from the moment we get up until the moment we go to bed. Who's going to control my life today? Is it me? Is it someone else? Or is it the Lord? Will I hold on to the steering wheel? Will I hold on to the reins? I always get tickled when I see cars with bumper stickers 
Um, and they still do that here in Texas. I don't know if they do that around the rest of the country here, but in Texas, people still, and I've seen it from time to time, even today, uh, not today, today, but I mean, even in this day, I've still seen this bumper sticker that says, uh, God is my co-pilot. And it always makes me laugh. Folks, listen, if God's your co-pilot, you need to swap seats. Uh, God is to be the pilot of your life, not the co-pilot. God doesn't play second fiddle to, to, to me or to you or to anyone. He is to be the chief, the one who's in charge, the one who's steering the, the vehicle, the ship, the car, whatever it might be. All right. But listen, we need to now confess the lordship of Jesus Christ. Submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Don't just confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord if we're not going to mean it, if we don't really believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And folks, if we do confess, then then some other things begin to happen. As we live out that confession of the lordship of Christ, we will bring glory by God uh, to God by bearing fruit, by bearing much fruit. In John 15, the Lord Jesus says this, abide in me, John 15, verse 4 through 8, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Folks, as we confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ, firstly, and then second, as we begin to bear much fruit as Christians to the glory of God, that's exact, exactly what happens. We do there, therein glorify God by the bearing of that fruit. We have to abide in Jesus, he tells us here in John 15, 4 through 8. As we abide in him, as his words abide in us, which means what? We have to be in the scripture. We have to study. We have to read. We have to study to show ourselves approved. We have to be in that word continually so we know what brings glory to God. So we know what does not bring glory to God. So we can do the things that are honoring to him and we can abstain from those things which are not. Bearing much fruit, bringing glory to God. So, number one, confess the lordship of Jesus. Number two, bear much fruit for the glory of Jesus. And thirdly, we can uh, glorify God as we do good works that come forth from that confession. As that fruit begins to grow, then therefore we begin to do good works unto the Lord. We don't do them because we want to be saved. We do those good works because we are saved. In fact, the Bible says that all of our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. You and I have absolutely nothing to offer God that would earn our salvation, that would win his approval. We are only able to do good works because of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 speaks of that. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So we are to do the works that Jesus has prepared for us. And in doing so, we glorify God. Matthew 5.16 says it this way, to let your light so shine before men, uh, let it shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father 
who is in heaven. And so it's in the doing of those deeds that God is glorified in us. And again, just just for just I want to repeat this for emphasis sake, because it's important. We don't do the good deeds to be saved, to earn God's favor. We do the good deeds because we are saved. Those deeds naturally come out of a new disposition, a, a, a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, behold, the old is gone. The new has come. We've been made new. And so we do the new works of the spirit. So, folks, those are just a few ways in which we can glorify God. So, again, the warning, God won't share his glory with another. So we need to be very careful how we live. We need to be very careful that we're not robbing God of the glory that is rightfully his. We looked at a number of reasons why he's worthy to be praised, his holiness, his great works, his righteous judgments, all of those things. And then lastly, we just talked about three ways of many, three ways of many in which we can glorify God, confessing the lordship of Jesus, bearing much fruit and doing those good works that spring forth from our new nature as Christians who are in Christ. So, my friend, what is the chief end of man? What is our reason for being? What is our purpose? It's not hidden. It's not some mystery. We don't need to go to a seminar and spend a lot of money. Folks, the chief end of man, the reason that you and I exist is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And we can do that whether we're a pastor or a school teacher or or a, a plant worker. We may work days, nights. We may work shifts. We may collect trash. We, we There's any number of things that we could do as an occupation. But folks, listen, no matter what we're we're doing we can bring glory to god so friends are you glorifying god have you come to the lord god in saving faith believing in jesus christ confessing with your mouth that he is lord believing in your heart that god raised him from the dead if not i pray that you'll take that step and repent and turn from your sins right now and cry out to the lord god god have mercy on me a sinner and then begin to live your life for the glory of God. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.